Hello, this is Keith Jowers with Dads for Life and another Dad Connection podcast here. And we're excited to have a, a special guest here with us today. And actually, we're live right here in our, our studio talking today. And it's just kind of off the cuff. Uh, Hogan happened to be driving through my town, uh, and we happened to be uh, chatting about just uh, a book that he wrote called Dadly Dads. And we're going to discuss that in just a few minutes and how this all came about. And uh, maybe somebody in there that you know. But anyway, we will uh, talk about Daddy Dads in just a moment. But uh, I'd like to introduce my friend all the way from California here live in Studio 425, Hogan. Good hey, to have you on hey, the show Keith, today. Good to be here, man. All right. So Thanks for having me on your wonderful uh, farm here. Oh, yeah, sure. It's no, uh, no problem at all. So, well, I uh, just want to kind of just uh, thank you for taking some time today to stop and by and we're doing this podcast together. Tell us a little bit uh, about who Hogan is, first of all, and children you have and mm -hmm. and then how this wonderful book dadly dads came about okay i'm just a dad like everybody else um i was really passionate about being a dad to the point where i decided to be the stay-at-home parent and um i really enjoyed being a dad and i had so many wonderful life experiences um i had three boys uh grant wesley and um matthew and uh wesley was born with a rare genetic disorder and he is, you know, I love all three of my kids, but he really opened up the world of fatherhood for me in a different perspective. And um, that's how I got it kind of into writing a little bit. Um, just a brief history about me. I was, uh, I was born in Brazil and uh, immigrated over here with my, with my mom. We moved to California. And I was not raised, I had no father. And so um, it was really tough. I mean, especially during the teenage years, you know, you want, you want to have a dad there to be for your practices. You want him to help you grow as, a, as an adult. And every time somebody would ask me where my dad was, I would have to tell him I didn't have a dad. So uh, fast forward 20, uh, some 27 years later, I happened to find my dad hmm. still living in Brazil. And um, the reason I'm telling this story is because it's, you'll see that's one of the reasons why I was so passionate about doing this book and helping dads understand that they can be great dads and... Um, you know, that we need to embrace fatherhood a little bit more. Um, so when I found out my dad was still alive, um, he had raised three children and remarried. So I'll give you the Reader's Digest version. So I went there and stayed there with him for six months. And for the first five months, I never had spent time alone with them. And we finally got to spend some time alone, and he started crying and apologizing for not being there. So this is the first time I heard his side of the story. You know, back in those days when there was a divorce with the dad, there was always uh, stereotyping that was always the dad's fault. And Hank was telling me that, hey, you know, I sent letters to Holland, and, but they kept coming back. So basically my mom's family broke all kinds of communication off with him. Mm -hmm. And so he said, I'm sorry I gave, I, I shouldn't have given up. I should have kept going. I said, I said, you have nothing to apologize for. And at that moment, I guess God kind of sent me a message and said, Hey Hogan, this is a revelation for you because Hank missed you more than you missed you more than you missed him. It really opened my eyes up because we never think about what the dad's feeling when he's not connected to his child. So I made a pact that day that if I ever became a father, that I would do it for an unselfish and selfish reason. I would do it because I would never ever want to feel the pain that Hank went through, and the second one is never to let my child go without a father. Hmm. It's important, isn't it? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. You know, Hogan and I, my dad died when I was 11 years old. He died right behind me one night. And um, I was 
1969, a long time ago, and here we are all these years later, and I can still wish that I'd had my dad through those years because I know what I had to go through to learn on my own and make my own mistakes. I did the good, the bad, and the ugly. And by the way, you've done a great job. Oh. God, God, please, I know Keith has done a good job. But you're right. I mean, when I met my dad, it changed my life for right. the better. You know? and, but the thing, I think my approach to meeting my dad was um, I learned to forgive, and I went with a clean slate. There was no animosity. There was no judgment. I've had so many uh, kids, you know, well, my dad wasn't around or, you know, I haven't seen him in 10 years, and there's such animosity and anger towards the dad without even trying to communicate and learning his side of the story about what happened to the, in a divorce, mm. you know. And yeah. so I think, I think that's where I benefited from was the fact that I went to him with a clean slate, and we, we turned out one having the most beautiful father-son relationship I, that I've ever had, I feel. And that was how many years ago? Oh, uh, that was like in 1983 when I oh, met yeah. him. And then um, in 1987, I married, and then, you know, we had three sons. And then um, we actually went there for the honeymoon. And then um, we couldn't keep going. We couldn't go back to visit him because Wesley had special needs, and so there was just no way we could do that. Mm -hmm. And then he, he couldn't come over because his wife was afraid to fly. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that kind of hurt a little bit because, you know, I think he really wanted to come over and, and, and see his grandkids. You know, today technology has changed a lot of that. Yeah. And I recently had a grandfather meet his grandchildren. I found out about the story. Mm -hmm. They contacted me uh, through the internet, and I put the grandfather in touch with his grandsons, which he never knew that yeah. he had. And uh, his daughter, which was their mother, actually mm -hmm. had 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 um, taken the the wrong side of life mm -hmm. out of here, you know, and took her own life. But the the, the thing about is that the grandsons were so glad to meet the grandfather because that was their connection. Oh, yeah. You know. Uh, well, with Hank, too, like at that time, technology was at a point where I could take videotapes. Right. And I could send the tapes to him. You know, we didn't have right. the Internet yet. So, right. yeah, technology did help a little bit. Whether, so, uh, there, and, 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 and dads, I, I've taught a lot over the years. I've had dads for life, and, I, and, and I've taught about that you can connect with your kids one way or the other, especially mm -hmm. today. In the 80s, I, when I went through a divorce in the 80s against my will, I did not want the divorce, but I knew that there was no way that I was going to divorce my child. Mm -hmm. So I stayed with my child. Uh, everything she did, possibly from a year and a half on up to she graduated high school, I was involved in as much as I could mm -hmm. be because I wanted to know that Dad was there. Yeah. And uh, I, I had beepers, and when I got a beeper, <laughs> I got a cell phone, yeah. a bag phone, yeah, which, yeah, is, yeah, right, yeah. which is out here in the lobby, <laughs> actually, in my collection. Yeah. So the bag phone, I mean, I was really a cool dad back mm -hmm. then, but today we have such much technology that we can stay in touch with our dads. Yes. And, and, and I'm hearing more and more stories of, of restoration, like mm -hmm. you were talking okay. about, meeting your dads. And, and uh, it's so well, important Also, our, to, our culture has become a lot more... Uh, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, we're not living in the same areas, you know. We're spread out now, like, so families leave. So, you know, it's tough. It's tough to c connect physically. So the internet has helped because now you can zoom, you can, you know, get on the laptop, and you can actually visually see the person. Mm, that's true. Yeah. So you know, I, I I just think it's time. I yeah. talk about time and set. We set time for everything else, mm -hmm. and you can set a reminder to call your child yeah. or whatever it, whatever it takes because the technology is there for us, and that really is no excuse anymore. No. 
Now, sometimes the connections are not there because mm -hmm. the, the mother of the child doesn't allow it or whatever, mm -hmm. but, you know, it, I still think in time. I just connected a dad with his sons after mm -hmm. all these years. Mm -hmm. They finally connected yeah. when there was so much animosity. Well, yeah, well, I think it's I think it's easy for men so, to give up, especially when the mother and other family members. And I, and I think that's, you have to kind of take that never give up attitude because you don't want to, I mean, I don't know about you, but the one thing that I can say is that I, I wish I would have, I will never have to say the words, I wish I would have spent more time with my kids. Absolutely. And I, I don't want to be too judgmental of like fathers that are like police officers and military and doctors and because those people uh, and even like dads that go fishing for several weeks or months, you mm -hmm. know, um, they should never, f I don't like this whole quality time thing because some professions require the husband or the wife to work long hours mm -hmm. because they're trying to help other families. Right. And, you know, I want dads to know that work those long hours is feel comfortable with the time that you spend with your kids and, you know, don't ever walk away through life saying, well, I wish you could spend, feel, that, feel good about the fact that whatever spent time you spent with them was time that you, that you embraced and appreciated. Because that's all you can do. Well, folks, we're talking to Hogan Healing, who wrote the co-author of the book here, Dadly Dads. And uh, now I'd like to just ask him how this book came about, because it is filled with story after story after story of encouragement where dads are involved in their children's lives. So how did that come about? Um, I met up with a, a dad that I knew named Austin Dowd, and he was uh, a hobby. Uh, one of his hobbies was photography, and he was thinking about starting a photo, uh, uh, photography business. And so he had started taking portraits of dads in their houses um, and kind of staged it to meet their personalities. Mm -hmm. And so when I saw the pictures, I said, hey, there's something here. And he said, well, you think we could do a coffee table book? And I said, I'll give it a try, but I think we need to add content. So in the book, there's, I think, like five things I ask of the dads and, you know, like questions that we never ask dads, like, right. what do you do well as a dad? Right? I mean, mm -hmm. how many people have asked the dad, hey, what are you doing well as a dad? You know, <laughs> usually it's like, what do you, what's, what do you, what stupid things have you done as a dad? Right, right? that's true. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, what, what had, what did you learn from another dad, what dad you admire? Uh, what you learn from your kids, because I know when I was being a dad, I mean, I learned some things from my kids. I mean, sure. you know, as you as you grow, sure. you learn by the mistakes that you make, and then uh, share like a success story or a funny story or about a moment that you had with the, with your kid. Mm -hmm. And I'll be I'll be honest with you, uh, although the dads broke the stereotype that we have in our culture, um, I was a little bit surprised at how many dads quickly started submitting content and photos and. How proud they were to like be part of this book, right? And uh, the one interesting thing about the book is I remember dads were asking, "Well, okay, I submitted my my uh, my content and photographs. Like, what's the criteria for this, right?" <laughs> and I didn't want to tell him anything. And I said, "You know, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll tell you when you, you know, if you're in the book or not." What they didn't know was that the first 115 dads that submitted then the book were going to be in the book. <laughs> so we just cut it off at 115. And you had more than that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so maybe there's book two coming out. Um, well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. If this book gets some legs, then we'll probably want So parents of the 21st century, sometimes fatherhood is alive and well all over the world. It is. Yeah. So tell me a couple of stories in here that really touched your heart. Okay. Well, the first thing, you know, fatherhood is alive and well. It is alive and well. It has always been alive and well. It's just we've gotten a bad rap and we need to change that. And that's one of the reasons I decided to do the book. 
Um, God, you know, it's so hard to pick, but if I had to pick two, uh, one of them would be, um, I just met Mark Kowalski, and uh, his story is phenomenal. Um, when his kid was uh, about two and a half years old, he, his mother and his son had um, been in a car accident, and he had a brain injury. Mm. And um, I have a child with special needs who was born with a rare genetic disorder. And, you know, I knew he was going to be disabled for life. And um, I feel for Mark and any parent that has to deal with that where they have a, you know, normal, fully developed child and all of a sudden an accident kind of makes him disabled. And um, Mark has an incredible story of, of, uh, of love, passion, commitment, and forgiveness because, uh, in fact, I just met him on this road trip. It's one oh, of the most, yeah, it was what's one of the most touching moments on this road trip. Uh, Mark literally had me crying um, because he was beating himself up mm -hmm. for years, you know. And finally, when he stopped beating himself, because people were telling him, stop beating yourself up. But sometimes you get so stuck sometimes in life. And, you know, Mark's a, a, a very religious man, but he was still stuck. And he finally got himself unstuck. And I asked him if his martial arts training helped a little bit. And he gave a great answer. He goes, yeah, it helped, but I had to do the work. Because <laughs> sometimes you got to do the work. That's right. right. And then uh, the other one I think is pretty touching, too, is uh, um, and I, um, uh, David, um, can you turn to the page? I, uh, I'm drawing a blank here. Um, that would be Drysdale? Uh, David? Drysdale. David Drysdale. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, he submitted a story from uh, England, and he was dying of cancer. And actually, in the book, there's photos of him in in the hospital bed, and with two of his kids. And um, unfortunately, um, David uh, passed away during the production of the book. And uh, mm. we dedicated the book to him. And um, uh, those are probably you know two of the kind of dads that kind of stand out a little bit. I find it interesting that he his title's inspirational dad. Yeah. So um, I know some dads just like David that they're fighting for their life, but they're also fighting that their kids know them during that difficult yeah. time. Mm -hmm. And well, also, I, there's one other good exceptional dad too. His name is Keith Jowers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's had I love, some I love, the, I love the picture of you on the drums. Oh Because yeah, I've yeah. always wanted to be a drummer. <laughs> I'm living vicariously yeah. through you. Yeah. So uh, yeah, he, yeah show him the page. he actually, show him the page, he actually yeah. got me into the book yeah. as well. So, uh, but I, uh, I'm enjoying my grandchildren now as well, and and that's important too because granddads are vital. Oh, that's extremely important. I think we're totally missing the boat in our culture about that. Yeah, yeah. And I, again, part of it's because uh, you know we're, uh, people are moving to uh, like families and right. relatives are moving out of state and out yeah. of areas because you used to very be very mobile families anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, they, and Hogan, I, I'm thinking about, you know, uh, one particular family I know of that had a picture of, of a grandfather, well, a father, his son, mm -hmm. his son's grandchildren, yeah. and then babies of the, one of the grandchildren. So all of them took a picture together. And I was thinking about the legacy of yeah. that, yeah. you know. It's Jerry Meyer. Yeah. He's a so, good friend of mine, um, a former military man, um, a police officer. Uh, great dad, I mean, an exceptional uh, grandfather. I mean, they love their grandkids. They spent a lot of time with them. And it's fun, it's fun to see that because we don't see that that often. That's true. Yeah, I mean, they really go out of their way. But you have to be intentional. 
Yes, it was. It's intentional. Plus, they 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 have a schedule all year round. Like mm -hmm. you know, they understand they have to have their own time, but they want to stay connected with their kids and the grandkids. Mm -hmm. And and you can tell uh, with the grandkids. I mean, how much they they love the grandchildren, and you know that relationship that they're going to have is going to really help them out down, uh, you know, in their life as adults. Well, it's we've only got so much time. Yeah. The Bible says that you know, like a vapor, mm -hmm. and life is gone. And mm -hmm. you think you're you're looking at 50, and you think that's old one day, but it's not. Yeah. It's not. Trust me. I had someone recently celebrating a 40th birthday. I mm -hmm. said, "Yeah, I remember that two decades ago." You know, so mm -hmm. because as we go through time, we have to take that time we're with, and if we can inspire our children, even as adults. Mm -hmm. I, our, our daughter called us this morning, you know, and and we were just talking about about uh, traditions, Christmas, getting ready for Christmas, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. So. If you if you are a good dad, and it doesn't mean you have to be a financial dad. Yeah, no. You can be just involved mm -hmm. and, and and be just spend time with them, and that's so. Well, important. because kids don't want your money; they, they want your time. They want your time. Yeah. absolutely. And I, I I know that single dads they they can be involved in their children's lives simply by being there when they're supposed to be there and mm -hmm. having them you know uh, their weekends or whatever yeah. whatever the court works out or the family works yeah. out. But be there. Don't say you're going to be there and not be there. Yeah, right. right? you got to follow through. Folks, we're talking to Hogan Healy, one of the authors, uh, along with Austin Dowd, of Dadly Dads. And where can we get this book? Uh, I think believe you can still get it on Amazon.com. And uh, just want to give one shout-out to all the dads out there. Keep on daddying. That's Don't right. stop. Keep on daddying. That's, I've never heard that actually put that way, but keep on daddying. Well, that's I how I signed in the book for you. Oh, you did? Yeah, keep on, on your daddying. Page, keep on daddying. You know, in my law enforcement career, I spent 10 years on one campus of a, of a school, middle school and high school, and a lot of kids came to me just because they needed some direction. They didn't have it at home. Yeah. And, uh, you know, well, let me just add to that really quickly. I think that's another missing thing that we're seeing now in our culture is that there are so many wonderful dads in our neighborhoods is that it's okay for like if you're in a divorce situation or you know the dad is is work is working because like I mentioned his profession before it's okay for that for dads to let that child have a relationship with another father figure mm -hmm. because now you are complimenting that dad in the neighborhood mm -hmm. now you're building connections right. we're not doing that you know we're we're, we're some, some dads are so focused on, I have to have a relationship, it's got to be me, I have to be the dad. Well, sometimes you're not there. So why not applaud some of the other dads that are there who can fill in for it and help guide your child because there are going to be times when you're not going to be there, especially during the teenagers because yeah. the teenagers spend more, more time. So, you know, have another dad in the area police your teenager. <laughs> and the well, information, you know, third-party information, right? Yeah. The information that you get from another... And, and I have, dad, I have friends that ask me if I could just impart some wisdom yeah, yeah. <laughs> on their kids' lives sometimes. And, uh, With the handcuffs or without the handcuffs? <laughs> actually, actually, I had a, I had a dad, this is a side note, okay. I had a dad recently at an event at our church, and he mm -hmm. saw me, and, and you know, we just kind of caught up a little bit, and he said, do you remember, do you remember mm -hmm. when he was nine years old and you come mm -hmm. to my house? Mm -hmm. I said, I remember that very well. Mm -hmm. Remember you told him that if he kept on doing what he was doing, that he'd be handcuffed one day and take out of jail? He's never caused us another problem. I go, well, that's good. So it works, see? And he's, he's 30 years old 
now, you know. So I said, well, thanks for making okay. me feel old. But folks, we're talking to Hogan Healing. We're going to just wrap it up right here. If you could just tell dads one thing about all the dads that you interviewed here, all the dads that you've seen on your road trip in the last few months, tell us what's the one thing that seems to be consistent with all dads. In, uh, you mean consistent? In all terms the dads of, that are involved. In here? Yeah. Uh, oh, the depth of love and, 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 and commitment to their kids. And, you know, not just to their kids, uh, for the ones that have wives. Right. Yeah, but uh, the ones that are do have a marriage, I mean, um, the depth of love and the passion they have for being a father just resonates. It comes through. If you read this book, you'll see it in the content that's written. I mean, the content that's written it, it breaks every stereotype that people have made right. out of it. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. A good uh, tabletop book, good uh, book that you can just kind of put on the table and just kind of just talk about it, just read it. They're short stories. I mean, you could just one a day, you know, if nothing else. But it's a great book called Dadly Dads, Parents of the 21st Century. And this is by Hogan Healing, who I have sitting right here, and uh, his friend Austin Dowd. So, all right, we're going to leave it right there, guys. So, Hogan, thank you so much for joining us here today on The Dad Connection. And we will see you guys again. So, talk to you later on. Bye-bye.